It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My Michelle Live entertainment review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. Why, thank you very much, Big Voice Guy Entertainment Review, where we take on the news in the entertainment world from a faith perspective, and we look at some of the latest movies and entertainment and give you a family-friendly perspective. Today, the man who is doing outstanding things in the entertainment world and it just shouldn't be because he's not Hollywood elite he's not from the royalty of Hollywood and a lot of money he's just a marine turned movie maker and he now has the number three box office hit in America called his only son stay with us to hear the story behind that film and behind the man behind the film but first some news Entertainment news. Yes, on entertainment news. Thank you, big voice guy. Disney has changed over the years. If you follow Disney in your growing up years, Disney is a far cry from what they used to be. You have to be on alert. There's a lot you have to explain to your kids, and they've taken on a lot of controversial subject matter. They've included more sexual content. It's quite different. Disney back in the day, if you don't know this, oh, look it up. There are some obscure movies. We're not talking Cinderella, Snow White type movies, but some classics that are more obscure, that are precious. One of my favorites is called So Dear to My Heart. I encourage you, look it up. I will put the information on this broadcast. It's so precious. It's old school. And one of the people that stars in it is an old star by the name of Burl Ives. Burl Ives, you may think you don't know who he is, but I bet you do. If you've ever seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he narrates it and he sings this song. Jolly, jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. There's a lot of Disney movies like that. And now more than 10,000 concerned parents, grandparents, and individuals have signed a petition. They're asking Disney's board to remove charged content and its children's programming. You know what? Do what you want anywhere else, but could you leave our kids alone? What is it with having to target to sexualize our children? I don't get it. It's spearheaded by Parents Television and Media Council, which is known by PTC. And they're calling on Disney to return to producing uplifting, clean, inspiring content that families can trust. Think of some of the things that have been in Disney films recently. A young female character that performs a sex act on herself, a teacher and her minor student in an illicit and, may I say, illegal sexual relationship, a teen that finds her dad's the Antichrist, a little demon (laughs) for children where, oh yeah, my dad is Satan. How cool is that? We're looking at some pretty controversial stuff. And that's some of the most controversial, not to mention some of the LGBTQ things that are interwoven that are not necessary in kids programming. You want to talk about that? You want it to be a conversation? You want it in entertainment? Fine. But really, do we have to target kids? So that is happening and maybe high time. 
I'm going to venture to say it will probably fall on deaf ears. I'm not so sure that Disney cares, but there was a Billy Hollowell. You're, you're seeing him on the screen with a pastor whose videos have been banned. The man is banned, absolutely and totally denied. This guy has said that turning red is actually demonic if you can believe it. So he made videos saying such. Okay, that's fine. Why ban it? Denied. 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 Thank you, big voice guy. Why ban it? Why not banter about it? And in this day and age, who knows? Maybe it'll propel the movies because I don't think Turning Red did too well. This is some of what he had to say. Yeah, here, what I didn't want to do is become a viral meme of the Christian that's trying to cancel Disney, you know, that overly emotional, radicalized Christian that all of your friends and coworkers can't stand. And I even said in my video, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. I, I have already, but there's many more who are thanking me saying, my discernment needs to increase. I hate why can't you have the conversation? Turning Red tends to lean towards more of an Asian background and Asian, some influence, may pray to ancestors or there may be spiritual aspects from that culture. If it is, as parents, we could say, yeah, I don't want to indoctrinate my kids with it. Or we could say, let's learn from the, uh, this other culture. Be aware this is out there. How does this compare with our faith? Which worldview lines up to produce more truth? What's wrong with that? Why hate though? What is going freaking on in the world? Another story I wanted to take on is some good news stories as we go into the Easter season and Resurrection Sunday is just around the corner. The man who played in The Passion of the Christ, you may remember him in that story, and that's a big story to, or a big movie to watch during the Easter season. I watched it once, and I can't take it. It's just so, the depiction of Christ and his death is so real, realistic. It is very hard to take. But maybe in watching it, you can realize what, Jesus did for you. This star has said that he is going to be starring in a new film called The Sound of Freedom. And it's a film that's inspired on a true story of Tim Ballard, a former U.S. government agent. He quit his job and devoted his life to rescuing children from global sex trafficking. Wow. And it is going to be a film that will be out, I believe, this year. It is put out by Angel Studios, who, by the way, is the folks behind his only son. Now, his only son is sweeping the box office. I encourage you to go and see it in theaters. When you see it in theaters, you give the filmmaker more credit. Go and see it. There are ways to get free tickets. We're going to talk about it coming up next. Resurrection season, people. And the film 
to watch this season as we've been talking with our friends from Plugged In Reviews and everywhere you look. They're saying there's one film you need to see. Crazy thing about this film, it was done on about a $250,000 budget. It was done on a shoestring, we'll just say. And yet, it is number three in the box office competing against things like Dungeons and Dragons, Honors, Honor Among Thieves, Mario Brothers. But then again, what did they have to do with Easter? And what does his only son have to do with Easter? We're going to talk about that, too. Very excited to have with us the man that made this happen. And it's a miraculous story on its own. David Helling, thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you for hanging out with me as well. Yeah, it's awesome to see what's going on with this little film. Oh, I hear it in your voice. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It still hasn't sunk in. I like it feels like I'm just walking through the depths of the Red Sea and it's walled up on both sides of me. And it's okay. I have nothing to do with this and I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to keep walking forward. <laughs> Starting with the background, the story, and then we'll talk about the background of the man that made it happen. His only son, when you see the headlines and it's coming out at Easter time, you think, oh, okay, kind of a biblical concept. God's only son. John 3, mm. 16, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. But this is a story thousands of years before Christ's birth on earth. And this story is such a moving story. It's at the base of Passover. It's at the base of the resurrection celebration. And it's a story of Abraham and his son Isaac. Although there was one reviewer that said this isn't enough story to blah 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 are you kidding me (laughs) anytime god does a miracle that's pretty epic where are Mm. you putting your head in the sand but let's talk a bit about the story yeah so his only son covers essentially what we find in genesis 22 genesis chapter 22 in the bible when the lord tested abraham and asked him to take his son his only son isaac whom he loved and go to the land of Moriah and there offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which the Lord was going to tell him. The Bible says that it was a three-day journey to the place of the offering. And I wanted to dig in and show what the Lord was doing in Abraham's life and then the reason he was testing his faith and what all of that was pointing to. Because I found in my background with many non-believing friends over the years, having conversations about my faith and about the gospel, This seemed to be a common point of contention that they would point at, be like, you worship a God that would tell a man to sacrifice his own son. That's cosmic child of no thanks. I don't want anything to do with that. So to dig in, to show what the Lord was doing, to show the purpose in it, to show what he was pointing to, to give an answer to those scoffers and skeptics, and to equip my brothers and sisters in Christ to have an answer that they can give to the scoffers and skeptics in their own lives. That was my reason (laughs) primarily for wanting to make this film. It's exciting to me. That story is so powerful. In the time where we know through his word and through history, lots, thousands of years of history as believers, who our God is and what he says is true. So if he tells me to do something, I know his character. I can, even though I struggle with it, I can say, no, I know who you are. Abraham didn't have a King James to lug around. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of the things that we have. He, didn't he wouldn't understood what it said anyway, because he didn't speak English, did he? Or at least King James English either. It was like, not like he could Google, okay, Oh, child sacrifice, or what What does God have to say on this? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, but in a sense, you're right. But in a sense, Abraham and his faith is the same faith. And well, not in a sense. We know for certain. We see that in, in, in Genesis 15, it says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. He was saved by grace through faith. And we know that faith is a gift, right? And so even the faith that Abraham had was a gift from the Lord, just like our faith today is a gift from the Lord. We go forward in obedience, even in our toughest, darkest nights, our lowest valleys and our greatest trials. We can walk forward because we can hang on to the promises of God that we see in his word. Abraham had God's word just like we have God's word because God told him, God appeared before him and told him what he was going to do. And he had already begun to see that play out in his life. He saw his wife, who was postmenopausal, have a child, which was the impossible. It was literally from death, there was life. The Lord brought from this dead womb, brought the life of Isaac. And, uh, and we know he is the master of bringing the dead to life. And, and so Abraham was able to go forward in the promises of God with the word of God, hinging his whole faith on the word of God, just like we do today. Except we have it written down. Yeah, he didn't have it written down, but he had it told to him by the mouth of the Lord himself. So really, our faith and our journey today is no different. We still hang and on, on the word of God and walk by faith. So give me a, a concise answer that you would give your friends who said, okay, cosmic child abuse. What What do you say, and how did you say it in the film? Yeah, you'd have to go and see it to, in the film, right? You want to go see it in the film in theaters now. But I would say it's covered in the film, and you say concise, but it is a, it is a bigger answer. Thanks for teeing that up for me to <laughs> make a concise answer. Could you take this whole hour and 40-minute film and make it? But ultimately, hey, the wages of sin is death. We all deserve death. God himself sent his only son to live the perfect life because God's standard is holiness. He created us without sin. We willfully disobeyed and incurred the death penalty because the wages, payment that is due when we sin is death. So God himself came and lived the perfect life. He attained that holy standard that we could never attain, but he was put to death anyway. The just was put to death for the unjust, and so he paid the price. We now, we now can have faith in his perfect life, his death, and his conquering of death through resurrection. Through our own faith, we can have life in him forever in eternity because the price has been paid on the account of all those who believe, and the righteous standard is now put on our account, the righteous life that Christ lived. It now covers us. So when God the Father looks at us, he doesn't see our fallenness. He sees God the Son's righteousness. And so to see that, oh, is this cosmic child abuse? No, well, we all deserve death, every single one of us, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have gone astray. The heart of man is deceitful above. No, God is so merciful in that when he did not deserve death at all, he came and died for us, and now we have life forever in him. It will become, when you can dwell with the film for the whole time, you get a greater sense of that, it of what the Lord was life. doing. But, uh, but yeah, and ultimately, so just to be clear, the Lord tested Abraham. The Lord never intended for Abraham to kill his son, ever. The Lord was setting up a picture in the life of Abraham, this man that he pulled out of paganism, 
and was going to make a nation out of this man and give him a land. But before he did, he was giving him this example that would echo through the generations of Abraham's line for 2,000 years until the God himself laid down his only son on that same mountain for the sins of all those who would believe. Yeah, it was never God's intention for Abraham to kill his own son. And then as you are watching or listening or viewing, boom, that is the passion and the message that is interwoven in this film, which let's talk about you and your passion for making this film. It's been talked about your background. You come from serving in the military and the Marines. Thank you for your service, by the way. You, oh, thank you. On your GI Bill, you went to basically went to film school. You put this film together on a shoestring budget. I've acted and produced in films, small films and shoestring budgets. You wear a lot of hats when you do yes, that. Ma'am. This is a, you hire someone to carry, make the coffee and then carry the coffee cup to you to, you're like, you're making your own coffee and ev- a lot mm-hmm. of other things. You wear a lot of hats when it's a small budget. Let's talk a little bit about your experience in this. Yes, yeah, been hard, and it has been since I was a Marine in Iraq nearly a decade and a half ago where the Lord really got a hold of my heart. He showed me the depth of my own sin. He drew me to his word, to the Bible, and opened my eyes to really the truth of the gospel for the first time. Even though I call myself a Christian, I asked Jesus into my heart whenever I was eight years old at church camp. It was whenever I was in Iraq that it felt like it was like the first time that I ever really understood it. It was like, wait a minute, have I ever understood what the gospel was until right now and so the gospel came alive and the people we see in scripture in history came alive to me it was no longer letters on a page it was faces that i could see clearly and i wanted to take those accounts that we read in scripture and i wanted to illustrate those and i thought wow i could do this through film and in doing this through film i could touch and reach out to people who were just like me who didn't read the bible and then i and they could see that hey this is actually real history here this is true events here i'm going to go and check this out for myself and by diving into the word they their eyes could open to the truth of the gospel as well so that's my whole mission that has been my 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 heart cry since my time in Iraq. And that led me through film school, doing all these little short biblical vignettes. I started teaching myself how to sew costumes, how to do visual effects and all this stuff. (laughs) Yep. To be able to do what I can do and not have to spend a bunch of money other than the hard cost of fabric. You don't have to pay for costumes or pay other people to do it. And so that eventually led me through 10 years of doing that. It led me to about five and a half years ago where I started His Only Son and, and through a couple of friends of mine from originally from film school, who ended up being my producing partners. And my late producer, Mike Caney, he ended up passing away from, from colorectal cancer in 2019. He put in the first seed of money, the biggest chunk of that very low budget, but he got the ball rolling with this film financially. And and so, yeah, so then that got us through production and production was able, we were able to shoot it really fast and the hard cost was put toward the production. And then for the last four years, I've been working on the post work on the visual effects, the editing and Excellent. and all that kind of stuff for for essentially for free. But so that's what's kept the cost so low. But, but uh, yeah, a big return on your investment. And I'm going to ask you in a few minutes if you're going to put that towards another project, because I'm really excited about what's in the future. But I do have to ask an important question that I love. I love asking yes, those who are doing films 
and projects like this for the Lord, essentially, there is always a master producer, and that's God. Mm -hmm. He does things inevitably. You would be surprised if you look back through all of my shows that I've done. Inevitably, every single production has things that have happened that there's no way you could have scheduled that. God, God had to step in. What's that one story that comes to your mind when I say that? The one story? That's the entire film. That's literally every single thing, and including from the time, if you look back to even the film getting sparked and the Lord moving in Mike's heart to have him put money towards this film and every location that came in, then we ended up having to, we were supposed to shoot in the fall of 2018. We had to get pushed to the summer of 2019, so we lost most of our locations. And then the locations we got the second go-round were, like, far greater than we ever could have. And then we had the first go-round. Then when we were actually shooting the film, weather wasn't cooperating. Things weren't cooperating, so we would end up pushing to late after sunset. But then it caused us to have some of the most beautiful sunset shots that could be captured. And the weather wasn't cooperating. Fog rolled in, and we thought, oh, this is going to ruin the shot. And it ended up just staying there for the whole, for the whole section of the film that the scenes take place in and it ended up just being this beautiful poetic image of what the mood of abraham was in this fog rolling in and, and so just incredible you know. to me david because mm. that's what we talk about on this program is looking for the god story and mm. what you're saying is great for a film but that's what god does in our lives those clouds mm. sometimes roll in and we don't see what a blessing they can be we think that blessings yeah. are only good things that happen but blessings Amen. anything god allows in the lives yeah. of his believers because all things work together for good and this film Amen. is good i wanted to give our viewers and listeners but particularly our viewers you can see at angel studios angel.com you can see people buying these tickets in real time you can put your zip code in and they'll show you where this is my zip code here in seattle and all these places that i can see the film so it makes it really easy we'll put a link on my michelle live the film is the film to see for this easter season and beyond and what an incredible blessing what's next for david helling yes ma'am just to, and just to be clear the way that uh, things broke down as far as we i think we might just even though the budget was less than $250,000 and we were number three in the box office, but the way that marketing costs and the theaters take half of what comes in and, and the, I think the break even point, we might have just crossed it or we Good. might cross it today. And, and then, and the, and the equity shares are definitely go out to a lot of people. So don't think that's all coming to me. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but what is coming next um, for those that go and see this film in theaters, as you should, and yeah. really now Angel Studios. Studios has set up this way that everybody can go and see it for free now because they have people that are paying it forward, their pay it forward model that's worked so great for the chosen and streaming and allow people to see it for free. They now have come up with a way to do it in theaters. And so now they have people literally buying tickets for other people they don't even know. And you can go to angel.com slash free tickets to claim your free tickets for this for this film so you can take your families this Easter season. But what comes next, if you stay after the credits, you'll be able to see what comes next. But my heart is to continue to work through the biblical narrative account by account and get people and give people a greater understanding of God's redemptive plan in context. 
Outstanding. I want to thank you so much, David, for joining us today for the film, His Only Son. Uh, God bless you. We'll continue to, as this goes up and as you watch and view, pray for David. Pray for this film, that it reaches heart, yes, hearts. please. And that it does exactly what God intended it to do. David, thank you again. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you, man. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.